This is the Detroit is Different Podcast Network, the culture of an American classic city. Peace, everyone. You're here with your girl, Audra, and you are with Community, where we talk about unique pathways and common goals. I know I say this every time, but I am here with this this brother. I love him with my whole heart. I've known him since I was 17. I'm just a, just a great guy. I call him my big bro. Uh, if you would introduce yourself, sir. Uh, to our audience. Hello, audience. My name is Barry Cannon. I'm the uh, assistant principal and the uh, athletic director at Detroit Martin Luther King High School. All right. All right. So, bro, big bro, we start out with, how did we meet? <laughs> <laughs> well, I knew this was going to be hilarious, but <laughs> we met in 1983. Okay. We were both young. I was 18. You were 17. Mm-hmm. And we were both pursuing a better life for ourselves. So we met on the campus, if you believe it or not, of Olivet College. Yes. So again, we were both pursuing our dreams at that time. We were both young. And mm-hmm. so it was an instant. I mean, little sister, mm-hmm. I mean, that I I knew I had to have a part in my life of Miss Audra Carson because she's a dynamic person. And always have been. So I was um, fortunate. I'm the fortunate one. So I got mm. to meet my little sister, and we're still kicking it. Yes, yes, yes. And so I just got to give my perception, right? So, you know, I'm I'm this crybaby, right? <laughs> First time away from home, and I see I see this, this dude, tight muscles, <laughs> right? Ladies, uh, gym shoes on, walking across campus. Um, what... what did we wear Levi's? Yeah, that was, Le- yeah, had Levi's, that, yeah. polo shirt, you walk in, and <laughs> you look mean, right? <laughs> and I, you know, I'm crybaby, you know, scary. And so, um, you know, but once we started talking, right? Yeah. And the comedy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we, we were dropped off in the middle of a cornfield oh coming from Detroit, right? Oh, my God. So, yeah. instant connection. Instant yeah. connection. Yeah. Um, you gave me a nickname that still stays to this day. 5,000, yes. Audi 5,000. Yes, and mm-hmm. you know, I don't let a lot of people call me a nickname. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I love it, and I, and I appreciate you. Yeah, and if I can kind of dovetail off of what you just said, uh, we were in rural America. Mm-hmm. I mean, Olivet College, was it was rough, so we needed each other. Mm-hmm. And... Um, the, the odds were that we weren't going to make it up right. there four years. Right. And, I mean, I think when we came, that was the majority of the African-Americans that came because prior to that, it was short and few. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe about 60 mm-hmm. came, and I, pretty much a majority of us came out and graduated four years later. So that's a testament 
to I mean how close we were mm -hmm. and we needed each other and I came, and I saw you and again you were just a beautiful young lady uh intellectual very intelligent uh cast tech I forgive you <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah you know and, um and yeah and 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 that time so Barry I got a, an opportunity they called me back to Olivet to be on a panel mm -hmm. um in commemoration of our 175th anniversary mm -hmm. and I saw so, that. yeah and so they asked us you know asked me to represent the 80s right mm -hmm. and I made sure that I talked about uh we did need each other, yeah. right? We were the first, we were the largest incoming mm -hmm. class of, mm -hmm. of black students. Mm -hmm. um, and although we came from, you know, Flint, Saginaw, Benton Harbor, yeah. Detroit, Highland Park, uh, we, we stuck together. Yeah. You know, we, we didn't always like each other, <laughs> <laughs> but we loved each other. We did. And, mm -hmm. um, it, it, you know, you made a comment earlier about... Uh, mean and it's 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 so it's it's laughable now mm -hmm. but uh you aren't the only one said that you mm -hmm. know i had people say well you didn't speak to me you know i said well <laughs> I, I just was trying to get through and right. so you know but i loved all of my sisters all mm -hmm. my brothers i mean you know you guys knew i was down for you anything mm -hmm. happened i mm -hmm. kind of took the lead and i had your back so i mean mm -hmm. but the most important thing Audra is that we all came out, yes. you know, in 87. Yes. And so we did our four, and the odds were against us, but we had each other. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. So we're going to segue into uh, what I love to ask. What does community mean to you, Coach Cannon? Oh, wow. Uh, great question. Um, community, you have to start, I mean, I, I, I'll go back to the griots. Mm -hmm. Okay, African society, uh, which I studied a lot of, mm -hmm. but community is family. It's hope. It's uh, it's everything. And so we were very fortunate to come through the time that we came through. Mm -hmm. Because and I, I'll, I'll digress a little bit, talking about my kids today and their view of the lack of community. Mm. Okay, and so mm. I. Um, Let's just talk about us coming up. Yeah. You know, we have so many commonalities, and it was homogeneous. You know, mm -hmm. it was the same. I don't care where you lived in Detroit, but it was right. the same kind of thing going on. Like, for example, it was more family-oriented. Mm -hmm. um, I could come to your house, and your mother said, boy, go in there and wash your hands. I'm going to eat. Call your mama, tell you, you're going to eat down here. She'd feed you. They weren't going to let you go hungry. Right. And... Uh, Vice versa, mm -hmm. my mom would do the same. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, your mom could discipline me, too, yes. if I got out of hand. Mm -hmm. uh, I tell, I always tell this story to my children because we're not that much older than them, but we are because mm -hmm. you know, I have a grandchild now and all of that. But uh, I was coming home from school. I was always very, very intelligent, very smart, mm -hmm. uh, straight-A guy, but... <laughs> always had threes in citizenship, right? <laughs> so I was bad. So you know, and then, you know that's funny though, because citizenship meant something mm -hmm. back then, right? Mm -hmm. And so you guys will get a kick out of this story though. But uh, I was coming home, and you know, when you got age, you got money, you right? Know, you show people your report card, and that buck went a long way, you know. Mm -hmm. And so I was coming home, I was so happy, and got home, you know, and my mom, my mom whipped me first. And then my dad whipped me, and he said, go to your room. 
I didn't know what he whipped me for, but, you know, he came in. I knew they had to feed me because we had to eat dinner. Mm -hmm. So he came in around about 6 that evening. He said, he said, stand up and look me straight in the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Looking up at my pops, and he said, uh, boy, you're getting mannish. I said, mannish? I didn't know what mannish <laughs> meant. <laughs> he said, if Miss Goodman speaks to you, then you better speak back. Well, I didn't even see Miss Goodman because I was looking at my report card, but she was a noses lady on the block, and she called home. She said, I was trying to get that boy to run to the store, and he ignored me, so they whipped me. All right, so now, here's the, the difference, mm -hmm. right? Nowadays, they, they would have probably called protective services and all mm -hmm. that kind of stuff, right? Mm -hmm. But me... The next day, I was speaking to vacant houses. <laughs> I, mean, I wasn't getting that no more. Right? So, <laughs> so we uh, we we um, had a whole sense of community. Mm -hmm. Everybody was Mister and Mrs. Mm -hmm. You know, you put handles on people's names. So I I demand that same kind of thing with my kids today. Mm -hmm. They really really want that, but right. I I feel kind of bad for them because they don't have that community. Mm -hmm. You know, I could we could go to. Uh, 4-H clubs, boys and girls club. You didn't have nothing to eat. They were serving lunches. They had swim mobiles, book mobiles. Right. You know, we had all of those type of, you know, various avenues that we could go down to keep you out of trouble. Mm -hmm. you know? But what I find now is, honestly, I literally have to almost put the kids out of school a king because they won't go home they'll stay to seven eight o'clock at night because there's no community centers there's no right. rec centers right. and so that's a safe haven mm -hmm. and so we understand that but you know by the same token we can't spend the night there mm -hmm. but a lot of those kids they don't they don't want to leave man they stay we were running out the door to get yeah. home you know but no yeah. Because you know you wanted to play with your friends, and so community to me is is vital. Audra, she'll tell you, she came over my house. I'm the block club president on my street right now, and I mean, I'm I take it very serious, right. you know, because we are products of our environment, and so what I you know what I do, I've always been a leader, and she can speak to that mm -hmm. a little bit later, but. I'm still doing the same thing where I live now. You know, you can live in Detroit, but you don't have to look like that. You know, right. you have to have pride in where you live. And so all of that is a part of community. Right. And, and Barry, it's, it's funny, you know, that the nosy neighbor on the block. Or we have Miss Hawk. We called her the Hawk. The Hawk didn't miss anything. And by the time, the Hawk lived at the other end of the block. By the time she called your mom. Oh, boy. Whoo, you had something coming. Ooh. Now, I was a crybaby and I was pretty good. <laughs> but at the same time, even if my mom, like, was disappointed in me, yeah. I'm crying. I'm bent yeah. over tears. Yeah. Feelings hurt. But Miss Hawk was going to tell on you, okay? Um, so we, we need that. Um, unfortunately, with community being uh, disseminated by the mortgage meltdown, and, um, you know, so many families are transient now, right? Yeah, and yeah. so they don't get to know their neighbors. Um, mm. Children are living in um, conditions that would break your heart. Oh, wow. uh, and so, you know, going home isn't the, the warmest you know, it doesn't have the 
the the comforts that we have. Yeah. Um, and so they would rather stay at, at school mm-hmm. and then have to go and look at those conditions. And so, mm-hmm. you know, the prayer is, you know, p- more and more men like you mm-hmm. being able to pour in our young people and they can go on and, and be able to, to have families of their own and kind of return to that. So, um, and so that's, that, that's um, the idea, mm-hmm. you know. And I, you know, being that uh, when we were at Olivet, I, um, you know, my first degree was uh, sociology mm-hmm. and uh, phys ed minor. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I studied a lot of sociological thoughts and thinkers and philosophers and stuff like that. But I was recently, um, when I was doing my studies at Wayne State, my ed specialist studies, mm-hmm. I, um, I was looking at, you know, what can we do? I'm always trying to uh, find a way to better myself, to be more um, a role model than I am to the young, especially the young men. Mm-hmm. The young women need it too, but the young men especially, I, I tell them you're endangered species. Mm-hmm. So the number one influence, guys, in the 1950s on teenagers was home first church second school third mm-hmm. okay so i know you guys can know in the 2000s a new millennium mm-hmm. it's uh those three at the bottom mm. so it's peers and radio and television wow you know that's the influence that our kids are being raised now so you just let's, if you look at that and we break that down mm-hmm. uh, home I always tell them everything starts at home. We even with my children at school, mm-hmm. when they come in, everything starts at home. Some some things are are sad, but we are surrogate parents, and that's why mm-hmm. you sign up for what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't even see some of the parents, right. you know, and they'll come. When I was teaching in the classroom, you know, I was an administrator. I'm, a, I'm sorry, I'm an administrator now. But when I was in the classroom, and I taught 12th grade English, mm. and so I would get parents coming. It's May, I mean, I'm sorry, March, April. You sent out failure notices, and these are seniors because that's a required course, you mm-hmm. know. And you always get, well, why didn't you call me? I said, well, he lived with you. You right. know what I mean? You mean it's March? Right. You know, and so... That lack of, but it's about saving lives. Yes. You know, you can't take it, because, uh, I mean, teaching is an exalted position. Yes, it is. And educating is, an, you can't take that lightly because you're playing with someone's life. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you can save, I don't say one, I mean, you save 10, yes. 20, you know, I've done quite well. And I think, you know, you don't get to pay. It's not about that. You no. don't go into it for that, you mm-hmm. know. I said they pay the people to dunk basketballs two and three million, and all of them have to come through a teacher, though, or right. an educator, doctors, mm-hmm. lawyer, whoever. So that's one of the noblest professions, and you know, that's why I chose. And I know we'll get in talking about that in this thirty minutes, but yeah, we, uh, you know, we have to be there for those kids. I think, and uh, I mean, it's 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 gratifying when you at the mall and they say, "Oh, they go, Mister." Yeah. So you know, that's your pay. That's that's what's yeah. up. That's what's up. So, bro, we're gonna we're gonna stick a pin in that. We're gonna take a short break for our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Okay. Izzy. 
Strategic Beautification. Strategic Beautification is a comprehensive consulting, design, and implementation service that begins with the basics. The basics are litter debris removal along commercial corridors. Services are then customized to accommodate the needs of the client. Our corporate culture is to leave people, places, and things better than we found them. We stand on old-fashioned values to lead us into a future that enriches our youth, the region, and the environment. That's Izzy Wisdom. Get involved today by calling 866-97-IZZY. That's 866-97-I-Z-Z-I-E. Or visit our website at www.izzyllc.com. We're back with Community where we talk about unique pathways and common goals. And I'm so excited. I have my big bro here. Uh, we graduated from Olivet College together. Um, he is an amazing guy. Um, I'm so proud of him. Uh, just uh, he's poured into um, our young people through education, um, through coaching, uh, just just winning, just winning, winning in the classroom, winning in, on the football field, um, winning in athletics. And so, bro, we're going to talk about how old were you? when you fell in love with Detroit? Wow. Well, uh, again, I was born in Marion, Alabama, and um, a lot of people don't know this, but uh, Coretta Scott King, uh, Dr. King's wife, that's uh, my dad's first cousin. She's from Marion. And wow. Um, wow. so we, got, we came here, I was very young, two, three years old, maybe two. Mm-hmm. And so all I ever knew was Detroit. I didn't know Marion, mm-hmm. you know, Alabama. My my siblings did because it was six of us. Me being the, they call it knee baby, I guess. I uh, had a <laughs> little sister. Okay. And everybody else was older. Mm-hmm. And so when I fell in love with Detroit was when I would talk to people out of town being a, you know, sibling, maybe seven, eight years old. And they would always be, oh man, the Motown and you up there, and man, they got all the singers, and they got, so they would always talk about Detroit, and then when we would go visit, uh, out of town, they'd be, oh, they, our cool cousins from Detroit coming, so it was always revered, mm-hmm. you know, not like, not for the stuff that people talk about now, right. we the murder capital, yeah, that's, no, that's, yeah, that's ridiculous. nonsense, yeah. well, you know, Detroit, for me, again, I wouldn't trade growing up, and I never left, so we're lifers here, mm-hmm. you know, and so, I fell in love with Detroit at a very young age, you know, and I continue to love Detroit because you, you know, you have to give back, man, because I mean, I'm going to give until I can't give anymore mm-hmm. to help the others because someone helped me, you right. know. Um, again, I hate digressing, but, you know, we can talk, talk for hours, but mm-hmm. I, um, some people grew up, and Audra, she'll tell you, you know, you, you can be misconstrued misunderstood mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of times I was because people thought I was mean you mm-hmm. know I mean hey, I didn't take stuff you know of course but uh, I wasn't uh, mean so you know when I say being misconstrued people look at you and I'm 
heart of gold. You know, I like to give back and mm-hmm. I take up for folks. I always take the underdogs under my wing, mm-hmm. but I was always me. You know, I was all did it my way. I, authentic, authentic. I, 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 I never it, it pledged. It was no gray. It was no. Gray. <laughs> it was no, no gray. I never pledged. None. <laughs> I, I, I created my own fraternity. You know, the real, real ones. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but I mean, the if I can go back, guys, to um, community because that 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 that. That's what this show is named, community, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's what this is all about, man. You know, but the sameness is a uh, we all came through a struggle of some type, mm-hmm. you know. But we we met and we couldn't have made it by ourselves, so we had to have help mm-hmm. along the way, right? Mm-hmm. And so I fell in love with Detroit, man, because people helped me. Yeah, if they see you want to make it, because you had some people that's poor, you know. I was poor. See, that's a difference, you know, mm-hmm. being poor and poor. So I was poor, you know. So didn't have a whole lot, but people uh, uh, helped me. For example, one of my buddies at Olivet, Dominic Connors. I love Dominic. Yeah. Audra knows Dominic. That's my bro. Yeah, that's her bro too. But after freshman year, you know, I was a heck. I used to at one time play basketball. They asked me, "Do I play football <laughs> now?" But <laughs> I, I was a pretty good basketball player. But you know. If things didn't work out. I I came up there. I had never been away from home. My mom didn't play that. So Olivet was like, other than basketball camp, my first time even going away from home, you know. And so you have that instant freedom. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I became academically ineligible. Okay, so <laughs> I was on freshman year. I was on academic probation and behavior probation, <laughs> right? So, so I was pretty bad, man. But... Uh, I was able to, you know, rise from that because I didn't know if I was going back after freshman year. Mm-hmm. In fact, I mean, being pole, I didn't even have a, a ride back, mm-hmm. you know. But Dominic Connors, we, we laugh about this now, and he cries sometimes, you know, because he's kind of sensitive like that. But his dad said, oh, Barry's going back. So his dad went and rented a van. And they came and got me, said, pack your stuff. You ain't staying in Detroit. So God bless Mr. Connors who's passed away. But uh, he said he saved my life. So people, I didn't plan on going back. I was going to be right back in the hood and stuck over there on the east side, Mm -hmm. Shane area of Northeastern High School. And so he brought me, uh, took me back and the rest is history. I, mm-hmm. I'm a, I finished on the dean's list, you yeah. know, so once I got it together mm-hmm. and understood, hey, this is what you need to do. You need to study. You need to do this. Audra, what you do here? Mm-hmm. Well, big brother, do this. I'm mm-hmm. over so, you know, again, we needed each other and that that, that goes back to the community yeah. helping you become a whole child and a finished product mm-hmm. too. I never knew that story that's amazing that's so beautiful that is beautiful so bro Mm -hmm. we are in the segment of the show where we talk about what up though uh oh yeah so what you know you you have your hands on a few things um you know we we're rivals as it relates to our uh (laughs) sports teams um you know but you have been victorious and I'm so incredibly proud of you um, what you've been able to do with your with their students and your athletes. So if you could just tell our audience what you're working on right now, what you'd like them to know about, if they can help you with anything. Well, um, 
I'll get to athletics, but I'm, I'm a, again, start with the home. Mm-hmm. So what I'm working on is more parental involvement, and let's not uh, uh, take things for granted because Audra's a technician, uh, so she understands the rivalry between mm-hmm. Martin Luther King and Cass. But what I will say, this is my eighth year at King. Mm-hmm. It's such a beautiful rivalry. It's yeah. such a, you know, it's Cass and King never, they, we don't fight, you right. know, we battle right. on the court mm-hmm. and they win some, we win some, but mm-hmm. afterwards we hug, the coaches hug, the athletic directors hug, yeah. the fans are entertained. Yeah. And so it's nothing like being a part of it, mm-hmm. to be a part of that. But again, I just want more parental involvement. I'm working on that, um, making sure that the parents come to see the kids because they love it. You know, when they'll play harder if you know parents are there. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, you, you when I do like my senior nights and stuff like that, mm-hmm. some of the coaches have to go out with the kids, and that that wells me up, you know, because mm-hmm. these kids are really trying. They're giving you their all, you know, and so we're hoping that. We can get them scholarships. We can get them some form of higher education. But the second thing with what up though and what up now mm-hmm. is that I, I'm 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 driving. I'm pushing more kids toward the, the historical black colleges. Yes. You know, uh, we you know being my program is high profile, so I get a lot of the. Michigans and Michigan mm-hmm. states and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. everybody can't go there right. and we have to understand that right mm-hmm. and so there's other avenues you know the historical black colleges so we were able to send some folk to Central State Great. Uh, blah, blah, blah. and that comes through learning and knowledge and researching and reaching out and mm-hmm. things like that and a lot of the black colleges they come to my office and they was like well we know we can't get this one but what about here and so we work with that mm-hmm. trying to push them to those historical black colleges because for me college oh, man I wouldn't tra- trade it for nothing and man those four years <laughs> we go back to Olivet. I mean, hell, we did. They had whale water, right? Yes. Our, we, <laughs> you could almost sell <laughs> some of the Detroit water to them because it was horrible, man. I went in there. I had waves and you know, taking showers. <laughs> My way, little waves was gone. They were gone. They, they left. Yeah, they left me, man. <laughs> with that rusty, well, you had to wait because <laughs> they they it's whale work. It's really rural, yeah. you know, and so. I've been a part, and I'm sure others too. I've been urban, and that's you know that's what makes up community. Mm-hmm. Okay, right? Urban, suburban, rural, mm-hmm. and okay. The further you get out, it changes. I I used to do field trips, guys, with um, my kids. I said, hey, look, we when I was at Southeastern, I said we're just gonna take a ride and we're gonna go up Jefferson, mm-hmm. and we're gonna start at Woodward and just go east and mm-hmm. see what happens. I said, I want you guys to make note of. Uh, what you see as an observe. Mm-hmm. And boy, by the time we got over there past Cashew, you know, those houses got to change and mm-hmm. then they went to seeing <laughs> boats and they went to seeing blah, blah, blah. And so being an educator, you have an opportunity to effectuate that kind of change, yes. right? So you can make those kind of trips and, mm-hmm. and you can have those type of altering of assignments. So that's what kind of prompted me to get into uh, being an educator because, hey, 
That's what I wanted to do was effectuate change. And I, and I always wanted to give back. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the big thing. Give back. Help somebody else, you know, because you ain't going to be doing it forever. But while you're doing it, hey. Uh, they they even mentioned me as a possible Hall of Fame person. That'd be Isn't, good, right? Oh my goodness! I invite you guys if I make it. Yes, so, outstanding. Yeah, yeah. Outstanding. So, so bro, you you've poured into so many so many um, students and young men, and you've shared with me. You've had some people to go on to um, to have some great success in their athletic careers, mm-hmm. um, and and they come back and they support you so that you can support others. You want to talk about that just a little bit? Uh, the athletes coming yeah. back to support? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we don't need, you know, see, support, a lot of people think when they, some of them, I've, I've had some athletes make it to the pros. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. but, I mean, we support is not financial. Right. You know, support is just coming back to the black and gold of king mm-hmm. speak to the kids speak to yeah. talk to them mm-hmm. let them learn from some of your mistakes and so our, our scholar athletes we understand that um, it's about giving back and keeping this family and keeping it rolling that way and, mm-hmm. you know, we don't need the finances right. and stuff like that because we're a top ranked program so mm-hmm. you know um if you want to donate and help, cool, you know. Mm-hmm. But you have to jump through so many chains and hoops, you know. So we just want them to come back, talk to the youngsters, and mm-hmm. give back. Yeah. So spend some time. Uh, yeah, hey, yeah. <laughs> invaluable. Exactly. You know? Invaluable. And so I, uh, I've always been like this, Audra, um, in terms of philosophical thought, and it helped me, right? Mm-hmm. Talking about you and I as friends, right? Mm-hmm. So I understood early on, people come in your life for three particular reasons. You know, it'd be some people come in for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know, they may need you to help them with some. Uh, some folk be around for a season, mm-hmm. right? So they're there for a little while and then they fall off. Mm-hmm. But then you have that third part, which is vital to me and most important, like Audra. Mm-hmm. When I knew met Audra, I knew it's lifetime. Mm-hmm. So there, she's a lifer, right? So. Mm-hmm. We're still kicking it, what is it, almost 40 years. Almost 40 and years, so yeah. She's a lifer, and, um, I, and I glad, I'm glad that she's a part, you know, because I know if something goes wrong, I can call her. We talk. We can chat. She hit that. My phone ain't working, but it texts me. So, we'll, <laughs> <laughs> so, we, so we'll do that. And then, guys, my kids, any kid that came through me, young person, they'll tell you. I, I, I even had on whatever school I've been at. I've had on my bulletin board, and I learned this from being an athlete. Failure to prepare is preparing to fail, yeah. right? And so any given situation that you go in, you have to prepare. Yeah. You see, even this interview, mm-hmm. and I can talk. Audrey said, we'll talk for days, yes. but I only got 30 minutes, guys. <laughs> uh, but I prepared, mm-hmm. you know. And so that's all you got. The people, my my, my students... And they'll get you together, you know. I remember being a young teacher, and I was still hanging and partying and clubbing. <laughs> and I came to work, and one of my kids she said, you had them pants on yesterday. <laughs> well, I haven't even been home. <laughs> so I knew I'd never wear the same pants, you know, and i go on to the cleaners and make sure that I, I don't have the same stuff on. They'll tell you. you that know, is- 
comedy. Hey, they look at it. They and, will get hey, you together. Get you. They, yes, they will. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back, and we're going to um, close out, okay? Talking about inspiration, all right? Okay. You have a brilliant mind. Projects, businesses, events, ideas that will make a positive impact on your specific audience, all while organically growing your brand. Knowing the importance of investing in your brand and being willing to do whatever it takes is empowering. And guess what? You don't have to do it alone. BW Creative Solutions is a boutique consulting company that specializes in customized marketing and branding. We offer creative marketing and branding with collaborative resources to bring your vision to life. Give us a call at 313-444-9385 and schedule your free 15-minute consultation. When your project shines, we smile. Okay, we're back with Community, where we talk about unique pathways and common goals, and I'm here with my big brother, Barry Cannon, and we're getting into the last segment of the show, where we talk about inspiration, and I just want to ask you, bro, you know, you do, you do the good work. You've, you've done the work to get the advanced degrees. You prepare yourself with knowledge and wisdom. What is it that inspires you? Uh, to do the good work? What is it? Okay, so very good question, uh, little sis. You have to be, as Pastor told me, you have to be rooted and grounded, Mm -hmm. right? Okay, in order to effectuate change. So I'm not, uh, I need to be slapped on the hand because I don't go to church every Sunday, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, but I'm a spiritual person. You know, I was reared in the church. I was you know, my mom always said, God is going to judge you on your heart. Mm-hmm. You know, what's inside your heart? When you look in the mirror at night, son, are you happy? Mm-hmm. You know, did you give your all? Did you give your best? And so, yes, I can say yes emphatically to that, right? Mm-hmm. So the two scriptures that I always refer to, Philippians 4.13, right? Mm-hmm. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, mm-hmm. right? And so I gain, I gain strength from that. Mm-hmm. I know it's a high, higher power. It's yes. not me, mm-hmm. you know, because God just put me in an elevated position to impact youngsters, mm-hmm. right? And so that inspires me every day. Yeah. My first 30 years, guys, of um, DPS, I had zero absences, you know. And up until, <sighs> I mean, you know, I had a little uh, bout with this illness, Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the only time that I was really absent. So, yeah. and you have to give it. Yeah. You know, you have to give it. People say, "Why are you going to education?" Okay. Well, you got an opportunity to change lives. I mean, that's power. That's power. Know, a lot of it too. And so, I mean, we we be going out, and people see me. They say, "Man, you." I don't know, but you somebody, you popular, you know, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Well, because I have taught a lot of kids, and they come up to you when they see you, and they they thank you. Mm -hmm. Even though I'm tough on them, you know, they thank you, you know, because a lot of times you are their parents. You you know, they're not getting it at home. And Mm -hmm. I know kids like tough love. 
Mm-hmm. You see, and so even my little sister, sometimes I had to give the tough love to her. <laughs> you know, leave that boy alone. What's wrong? He ain't okay. Right. So we would do that, you know, right. but we loved and hugged and afterwards, but she knew I had her back. So mm-hmm. inspiring another Psalms 23. You guys sure know that, right? Mm-hmm. So walking through the shadow of the valley of death. I don't fear no evil. Right. I never, Audra will tell you. Never have. No. Never feared anybody. And even when I was 100 pounds, I (laughs) never feared anybody. Nobody never ran over me. And I stood for what I believed in. I stood for principles. Uh, Why you didn't pledge? I don't want to pledge. I'm not a part of that. Them guys don't stand for what I stand for. I stand for something different. So nobody will ever tell you I wronged them. Mm -hmm. Nobody ever tell you, oh, he was untruthful and all that. He was fake. He was, no, because I wasn't that, you know. I mean, I am what I am. I am who I am. And it's always been helping, helping others, you know. And that's what it's always been about. Even um, Leonard Kegler, who... From Ben Harbor, he wasn't. Uh, he didn't know about no Levi's like Audrey was talking about. But <laughs> we helped him, you know. Yeah. We, we, she did too. She helped him, mm-hmm. you know. And we can, we and he appreciates that. Now I talked to Leonard. He's in California. He's married, and he's uh, say so he's got one more class before he becomes a ordained minister. So okay. he's doing quite well, you know. So we we oh that was a tough one, but we effectuated change, right? Yes, you did as teenagers. Yeah, yeah, as teenagers. Mm-hmm. I just want to applaud you. Um, just you know, sitting here, I'm your little sister looking at you as my big brother, also a black man, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. this black man, you know, devoting his life to make sure that our children are educated at a level of excellence. Um, you know, you, it, it's been your drive, your passion, and I've seen you um, just do the great work, and I'm so incredibly proud of you. Um, unfortunately, bro, <laughs> the time is nigh. Uh-oh. Um, we have to wind down, but I'd love to have you come back. Um, there's a couple other things, we, you know, we could talk about forever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but just letting the, the uh, audience know that uh, we have black men in the city of Detroit that, um, you know, they keep their grass perfect. They get, like, <laughs> they get the grass, they get the award for the best grass on the block, right? Um, they could live anywhere, right? Um, and they choose to still, they, they choose to stay and affect change on their block, in their neighborhood. Uh, in their careers, and um, I just, I just love, love you with my whole heart, Thank you. and um, the work that you're doing. That we, the children, they need you, mm-hmm. um, and I. I Thank you. Thank you for coming. Thank you, baby. Thank you, guys, for having me. I really enjoyed myself. Um, if I can just say one thing, okay, mm-hmm. before leaving, mm-hmm. um, all you Olivetians out there. Okay, we have a boat ride coming up, May the 11th, which is Saturday night. Yes. We'd love to see you guys get together and have some fun. And uh, all of you guys that can make it, I sent it out to everybody. It's on my Facebook page, too. So everybody that can make it, come on out. And we always have a great time. It was so few of us, but we still hanging and we tight. So, Audra, I just want to thank you, little sis, mm-hmm. uh, for having me on your show. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, we were able to change and touch some lives mm-hmm. uh, from my our, my story, which I know is inspirational. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
I just, you know, I'm so proud of you. You know, what you was doing with the um, the tires, the tr- detread. Mm-hmm. I follow you. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I support you. Mm-hmm. Anything you ask me to do, don't hesitate because I'll be there. And when we have career day, I'm going to have you come over, even though you're techie. You can come <laughs> into the king and help those young ladies out because we didn't get to talk about them too much, mm-hmm. but they need a lot of assistance as well. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, we want you to come and give back that way too. Okay. Um, it would be my pleasure. Okay. Love you, little sis. I love you too. Okay. All right. Until next time, uh, this is Community with your girl, Audra, and uh, we will see you. Thank you. Remember to like, share, subscribe, and always listen on Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Store, and Spotify. You're listening to the Detroit is Different Podcast Network.